Howdy, boys and girls, and welcome to what I understand is week eight of the college football season, but because we had the extra episode last week, week, not week, show nine. Show nine. Of the the Carla and (laughs) Crappy As if we needed more math to mess all of this up, right? God, it's, yeah, two journalism majors, and you have to do all this counting, and it's just a, it's just a mess. Math um, is hard. It's, it, it is. It is. And it's, it's probably the single most important reason. Um, speaking for myself, it's the single most important reason, uh, other than the fact that I can occasionally write um, that I'm in the profession that I'm in. So, Me too. <laughs> hi, Carla. Hi, Crappy. How are you? I'm, I'm doing really well. We should, we're going to do this right off the top. Hold up. I have this glass. This is not... It, it, this is not East End beer in my glass, but I'm holding an old logo, OG logo, East End Brewing Company. Carla, your glass. And me too. Here. I'm also holding, and we did not plan this. That's we what I love about this. this. We did not plan this at all. So, uh, Scott, again, yeah. Cheers Scott? to Scott. Sponsorship, maybe? Maybe? Oh. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We're going to make sure Scott sees that. Um, if, you're not, if you're not a Pittsburgh person, that will mean nothing to you, um, but if you're ever, ever if you're not a Pittsburgh person and you happen to be drinking in Pittsburgh, East End is one of the many places in town, um, and it would be near the top of my list of uh, places that you should stop. It's a, a great brewery, really, yes. really good people, and um, and they make nice glassware. As, it's as, one of the things I miss about Pittsburgh, to be honest. Okay, okay, okay. I have a growler from East End too. Uh, I, I have so many growlers from East End. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but um, it made a flight all the way back to Nashville. It was empty. Okay. We had to drink the beer first and like wrap it in a winter coat during one of my Christmas trips oh, nice. home. And nice. Yeah, but it made it. And so I have it. I have a little mini growler. Well, so. Next time you come back, you should get one of the um, uh, the aluminum growlers because that – Oh, it, yeah. It ain't going to break. And, and actually, um, you know, if you lied about what's in it, you could it, the beer would still be cold when you got to Nashville. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hmm. I don't know if you want to take that approach with TSA or not, um, but yeah. I just—it's something to think about. Something. To, to, okay, something to I will keep that in mind. Something to consider. Um, we are—we are, we are going to get around to talking about college football here eventually because uh, last time I checked, this is a college football show. It is. Um, oh. And I—we—I—I I, I had fun. I had a good weekend last weekend. Uh, one of my crazy picks turned out to be right, and and Ohio State is rolling. But Carla, I want to start with you. Um, if there's anything that stuck out uh, or uh, anything that you learned last weekend. So the biggest thing that I learned last weekend is that I am I I cannot go out with my friends to like sit around the fire for a bonfire on Friday night because I missed everything on Friday night. Um, I was I was literally I was with friends and hi Matt and Colleen because they're subscribers to the show. So hi, hi Matt and Colleen. Hello. Um, um, yeah. So I was sitting at their house and we were you know sitting around the fire, which is what you do in the fall, right? It was a Friday night and we were enjoying tasty beverages and it was a lovely evening. And I'm looking at my phone, going, "Holy crap! Holy crap! Holy crap! Wait, is Syracuse 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 really in the Carrier Dome? Really? Syracuse. Which is still actually a venue for college football, believe it or not. Uh, uh, yes. Um, yes. Not just a venue for the Final Four, because that seems to be the only thing that they do in Syracuse. Um, but yeah, Syracuse, Dino Babbers, uh, what a win. Cheers to you guys. Um, that was just in, uh, inexplicable, really. And then to have the night and then to have the night roll on and, yeah. you know, the kudos to AJ. AJ had the best slate of the entire weekend. Um, yet again, um, Pac-12 after dark with, with Cal knocking off Wazoo, which he said could happen if mm-hmm. you listened um to, I, to I, made, his, I actually made that episode uh we were we were in cleveland um i was spending part of my birthday weekend in cleveland with friends um hi heather and scott heather, heather's also a subscriber hi heather and scott um 
and so you know, I'm, we're we were in our third bar of the day uh, watching uh, Clemson Syracuse, and I'm, I'm sort of excited about that. And then I noted, I think on Saturday morning when I posted something um, to the to our Facebook page, it's like AJ AJ said something that Cal sort of kind of had a defense, and as it turns out, a, a sort of kind of defense was enough to win that game. And and kudos again to AJ for calling the. Uh... The, the Pac-12 after dark on Saturday night as well, mm-hmm. with the Arizona, Arizona knocking off um, UW. Um, yep, yep, yep. And, and impressively, too. I, I didn't, again, didn't make it all the way. I tried real hard to stay up, but I made it at least halftime of that game. And I was like, yeah, I think, I think Arizona's going to win this game. I didn't see a minute of that game. I was, I'm, I'm, I was in bed. We, okay. We got home from Cleveland. I was, I was asleep by 9 o'clock. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I stayed up late, but it was, I mean, what a weekend. It was, we've been yeah, waiting yeah. for one of these weekends to happen, and you knew it was going to be the weekend where there wasn't the marquee game. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as far as, uh, I, I, I still I still believe in the power of Clemsoning. Um, I, I also yep. remember that in the thing that I, I, I put up on Saturday. Um, don't know what it, I, I mean, I do know what it is with that, guys. It's, it, it is a complete total mental lapse, uh, and I'm sure the coaches... Uh, the coaches got to know, right? Double's got to know what's coming. You know, you look at Pitt on the schedule or a, a, a weird road trip to Syracuse and you think, oh, God. Well, and he's, losing Kelly Bryant didn't help. Uh, but yes, yes. I mean, that 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 is played a considerable role in that game it that did. Kelly Bryant went out. It did. Um, but uh, there's just uh, – you can't you, – you would not be able to convince me, uh, even with with that injury, that, that – that Syracuse has a personnel to keep up with Clemson. Sure. No, no. Um, this is a, a clear thing at Clemson. Uh, but the other thing, um, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to bring this up because it becomes important, perhaps next week. Um, really, really happy with the progress of Ohio State's offense. Uh, and, and granted, uh, you know, that, and I read stuff um, uh, certainly about, uh, you know, the, 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 the quality of the competition the last few weeks, and I, and I mentioned that. I mean, in a complete uh-huh. total agreement uh, games against, excuse me, games against um, uh, UNLV, uh, Rutgers, uh, Maryland, um, and then you know the game last. And, and it's just this is all just stuff that sort of allows the team to to build to a uh, uh, to an important part of the season, which is coming up. And then, you know, that's, uh-huh. you know, that's not a surprise. Late, late October, uh, November, um, uh, Chidi makes what best always talked about, uh, winning games in November. And that's, that's where you make champions. And, and it's, right. and, and that was one of the things that he wasn't lying about. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, that was the thing that I was pleased about. And that will become important here <laughs> soon. Very soon. Let's just say, um, <laughs> Uh, we have we have a, a, another segment from AJ. Um, we, we, we're not going to call these West Coast After Dark. We're going to stick with the original premise of this. Although he's having, I, I tell you what, I think he's having every bit as much fun um, uh, looking at at the uh, uh, like the Mountain West games or yeah. you know, the other the other conferences. This the, the stuff. Uh, if, if AJ can watch, uh, you know, late night a game at, at eleven o'clock on a Saturday night that's played on the Blue Turf in Boise. He's, he's happy. So that's um, AJ. We're going to no further ado. Go. Hey, everyone. It's AJ with this week's Pac-12 After Dark report. Uh, after Pac-12 After Dark went ridiculous uh, with Arizona State beating Washington, which I called directly before the game. Um, Washington State losing to Cal and Oregon getting just absolutely stomped into the ground by Bryce Love and Stanford. Uh, let's take a look at this 
quick sketch. Why don't I see? There's oh okay 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 just the, just the one night so you can sleep Friday night good for good for everybody you can sleep Friday night you don't need to worry about anything on Friday night. let's go down to this why is there only one game oh right ESPN and the Pac-12 are beefing so now the Pac-12 is getting games at more reasonable periods of time uh, which means the only actual Pac-12 after dark game this week is Wazoo at home versus Colorado. Wazoo coming off of a loss to Cal. Yes, that happened. Uh, and by the way, it wasn't like a 37-36 or 54-52 affair. No, 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 no. No, Cal beat Washington State 37-3. to Three points off the foot of a field goal kicker. Um, yes, Luke Falk did play the whole game, but they lost. Um Cal basically shut down Washington State. Uh, Luke Falk looked really off all night. Uh, never really had a chance. Cal's defense was actually getting good pressure. So uh, Colorado doesn't necessarily do that any better. Uh, so I, I could see Washington State bouncing back here and getting a win against Colorado. Um, for our Mountain West fans, uh, San Diego State uh, – took an L um, San Diego State now 6-1 and one, still well in the lead in the Mountain West Conference they're playing Fresno State a Fresno State team that was not very good not that long ago uh, that game is in uh, Qualcomm so we should see some uh, some fun there that's at 10.30 on, C- on CBS SN and finally your other Mountain West your Mountain West game of the week really is Wyoming at Boise State um, Boise State just doesn't look right this year. Um, they, they really don't. They're four and two, but they just don't look right. Uh, Wyoming has Josh Allen, which is better than not having Josh Allen. But Josh Allen came into the year with a lot of hype, a lot of praise, and it's just not really worked out for him. Um, so, yeah, Wyoming at Boise State, that's a 10-15 on ESPN2. The rest of the Pac-12 games are at reasonable periods of time. So uh, I guess ESPN and the Pac-12 got beef, and ESPN said, all right, fine, we're putting your games on at weird times for you, uh, which means that this week, if you are looking for Pac-12 games, you're going to have to tune in pretty much uh, starting at 3.30. Arizona State at Utah. Uh, Arizona State coming off of that big win. Uh, Utah coming off of a heartbreaker to 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 pack to USC, so three thirty four o'clock with Oregon and UCLA. Um, USC is playing some team Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I'm I'm gonna take a guess that uh, Carla and Crappy are gonna talk about that game. I don't know. Maybe you guys could tell me about something about Notre Dame. I don't know what that Notre Dame. I don't know what that means. Um, but yeah, I also think that part of the reason that you're seeing fewer Pac-12 games after dark is that Arizona and Arizona State have finally moved out of their legally mandated, uh, but that's not a that's not a fake thing. They're legally mandated to play games at night because it's Arizona and it's stupid hot during the day. Um, both of those teams are playing away games, so they're moving out of that night spot. So basically, the only game that is legitimately Pac-12 after dark is uh, Colorado-Washington State. So uh, tune in with that. I'll, I'm going to watch that game because I am a savage and I hate everything about uh, 
I don't know, SEC football. Let's go with SEC football. It's been generally garbage this year. So uh, watch Pac-12 football with me. Uh, this has been AJ. Thanks. Huh. Uh, no, 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 no tree? No tree? No, 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 no. tra. No tra. Okay. We're going We'll figure we'll figure that one out. I got I'm gonna look some stuff on the internet while we wipe over um, our first game. Okay. Uh, we have three to talk about as we usually do, um, and it's an interesting slate this weekend. Um, starting with uh, number ten, Oklahoma State at Texas. Um, given the way that these two teams started the season, uh, you would think Oklahoma State would be a much bigger favorite than seven points, but that's yeah. that's where the line is. What do you think? Yeah, this one's this one's really interesting because you you immediately want to say, well, duh, Oklahoma State, right? Mm -hmm. But but if you look at this Texas team and you're trying to, you know, uh, this is a Texas team that has vastly improved over week one. We both thought Texas was going to win last week, and gosh darn it, they almost did. Oh, really? um, yeah, and and you know they rallied from twenty down mm -hmm. in the, in the in the Red River Red River rivalry. Um, but there's there's rival, a reason why rival, rival, rival. there's a reason why we only have to say that we tried to say that only once a week. I know, right? And that's why they started calling it the Red River Showdown because nobody wanted to try to say rivalry after river anymore. Um, but Texas really came back in that game. They really showed their medal. They, they, it, you could argue that they should have won that game. They just, you know, Baker Mayfield just did what Baker Mayfield does at the end of that game to win it for Oklahoma. Um, but Texas, even though they're sitting there at three and three, the intriguing thing is, is that the Longhorns have a two and one conference record. They're still playing for a shot at the Big Twelve title in this yes. game, right? Yes. Um, and and there's, there's like six teams tied at two and one, I think, right now. There's five. Yeah, there's five, five okay. teams tied okay. at two and one right now, and and so it's it's kind of a crazy situation in the Big Twelve, which again kind of leads us back to the whole like, well, the Big Twelve eat its young. We're going to find out in the next couple weeks, right? Um, Oklahoma State has the nation's top offense in the country, averaging 610 yards per game. If Texas has heard that before, that's because last week Oklahoma had the top offense in the country. So they've got back-to-back -back <laughs> challenges here with this with this defense. Um, the good thing for, for Texas in this game is that finally, 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 Tom Herman has said Sam Ellinger is his guy. Yeah. Um, and, and he's earned the job. He said his his guy. I mean, he got leveled several times against Oklahoma, and and you got to wonder whether like his health, whether or not he's going to be able to get all the way through this game. But I mean, he wasn't injured, but I mean, you can only take so much of a beating, right? And and he got knocked over several times. But the way that Texas can win this game is to go back and look at what TCU did, right? So TCU stunned everybody, beat Oklahoma State early in the year as an underdog. The way that TCU beat Oklahoma State was they played keep away. They owned the time of possession in that game and they forced turnovers. And the other thing that they did was TCU has a really balanced offense right now. They, they, they run the ball. Well, they, they pass the ball. Well, and that combination of things is how you beat Oklahoma State. Do I think Texas can do all of those things? I don't, I think they could probably play keep away pretty well. I think their defense could probably get a couple of turnovers. Where the problem is going to come is actually on the offensive side of the ball for Texas because they don't have a run game at all. There's no run game in, in Texas. If you go back and look against Oklahoma last week, um, Ellinger had 110 yards on the ground rushing. Again, that's a problem. We've talked about that. If your quarterback is your leading rusher, you have a problem on offense. And, and, and he is leading rusher, with, and I think it, it's, it's just under uh, 300 yards for this yeah. season. So yeah, that's, it's just under 300 yards. That's, that's right. rough. 
And and last week, so he had 110 yards. The rest of the running back core and other players on the offense, which was like seven or eight players deep, only had 29 total yards running. That's a problem going up against an Oklahoma State team that's just going to, you know, they're they're fun and gun. They're they're going to keep scoring points, and I just don't think that Texas can keep up if they don't have a run game in this one. So line is seven. That might actually be about right because they're playing um, in Texas. I, I I like that atmosphere there, but it's it's a noon kick Eastern, so it's eleven o'clock Central. I don't know how much atmosphere is really going to play into all of this. I like Oklahoma State um, just because I think they're going to be able to outscore Texas. Okay. Okay. I, 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 first, I want to make one thing clear. I, I didn't want to include this game, uh, this Oklahoma State game, uh, just because I picked them to make the Final Four, and then they got waxed by TCU at home, and, and I'm, I'm bitter about that. Um, <laughs> no, actually, that, that is exactly why I wanted to. I wanted. I, I wanted to take another, uh, just another opportunity to to, uh, to to smack Oklahoma State around. Uh, because I really thought, I mean, uh, geez, with with any kind of defense, with any kind of defense, um, this could be a really good team. Um, and, and you uh-huh. reference this, uh, the, 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 the Cowboys are, are, are first in the country in scoring offense uh, at, at over 48-plus a game. Uh, they're, they're first in passing offense, over 400 yards a game. First overall uh, in, in overall offense. Um, statistically, I mean, if you look at rankings, the defense isn't awful. But they're giving up a lot of points, and 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 they've done that across the board. Um, uh, you know, TCU uh, in Stillwater scored forty four on them. Uh, the subsequent games, both wins have followed similar patterns too. I mean, uh, obviously this this team is going to score, um, but their their defense is not not a, a really big deal uh, to uh, uh, to the folks in, in Stillwater. And, and and I will admit this is the game that I'm struggling with. Uh, Texas. Really feels like it's it's on the verge of a breakout, and I and, and you and I both thought that that might come last weekend in right. the Red River rivalry. Well done, thank you. I well appreciate done. I appreciate that. Um, you know, we we were really both we were both kind of looking for that last year, last weekend, and yeah. and and man, so close. Um, uh, it, it gave the Sooners everything that uh, that they could handle. I I think. Um, Settling on Sam Erlinger as the as the as the guy in in Texas is a big deal. Um, I, I just I, I I can't help but think even because I, I got to watch parts of uh, a good bit of the game um, uh, where they where they lost to to Maryland to open the season, uh-huh. and I got to watch good bits of the game that they just barely lost last weekend. And this really feels like a team that has a, a team that has um it's, it's night and day. It's night and day. Yeah, and, and and the thing that I'm I'm still stuck on it's a, it's a really physical team, um, and I wonder, I, I don't I, I I don't I'm not sure the comparison that you know Ohio State the recent past uh, has played Oklahoma a couple times, and that's a uh, interesting comparison between a more physical team and and what most people would think is a is a is a finesse team, a, um, a, a team that's uh, going to rely on points, and Ohio State's owned them. Um, the, the, the couple times that that's that's come up, I'm not sure that that's a valid comparison there. But I really, I, I want to make, I want to make that jump. I want to look at Texas playing re- that, that good, that solid physical football, 
Um, I'm not sure that they can keep up with Oklahoma State. Uh, if I'm if I'm being smart, I would say probably not. I would come to the same conclusion that you have. I'm I again. I, I'm, I let me go back to the thing. This this really feels like a team that's going to take take a step. And this isn't may not be the year um, for right. them, but. At some point, they're going to take a step against uh, one of the big teams uh, yep. in the Big Twelve, and I'm I'm going to say it's this weekend, and maybe I'll just maybe I'll just keep picking Texas until something happens and I'm right, which is <laughs> not a wise you know for gambling it's not a wise strategy. Hey, I did it for two weeks with Mississippi State, so yes, okay, yes, yes, um, but but that's, so so this I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Texas to win that one at home. Uh, while you were talking, I looked up. Apparently, there is a a, a no tree. Uh, Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Notre Dame. 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 This is uh-huh. it's a it's a little private school, uh, the suburban huh. Chicago kind of. Um, so uh, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure what they're doing, uh, playing Southern Cal, but uh, AJ thinks we should talk about them. Uh, USC and surprise, surprise, they're 13th in the country, huh. and they're and they're favored to beat USC at home by three and a half points. So. I, I don't know if you're able to, to find anything about about um, they are the uh, they are the fighting uh, English Irish Irish excuse me Irish. the fighting Irish. Um, I, I don't know if you're able to find anything about this game. What do you you know, it'd be really cool if they had a leprechaun on the sideline. That would yeah, that would be awesome. Wouldn't that be cool? <sighs> oh. Okay, charade over. Um, <sighs> as much as I as much as I would like to uh, to continue to pretend that Notre Dame doesn't exist, they do, um, and. <laughs> <laughs> I think our feeling is mutual on that. Yeah, one. Yes. Um, and, and this year they're actually a pretty decent football team. Um, you, you, you can't deny that. If if you 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 know they're sitting with a pretty decent record. At, well, they're a good record. They're ranked number thirteen in the country. But they really, I mean, other than the win over, they played two teams that you could really kind of start to compare. Like what does Notre, what is Notre Dame this year? Mm-hmm. And and those were the games against Michigan State and Georgia. Those are two teams that we've gotten to know pretty well. Right. They beat Michigan State pretty convincingly mm-hmm. and lost by a single point to Georgia, which we considered to be Jake Fromm's um, kind of breakout game um, with, with that win from Georgia. So the key to Notre Dame, and I kind of looked at this, it, it, and this is a huge rivalry game. We don't think of this as a rivalry game, but it is. Um, it, and it really it, it goes back forever. It, it, forever, it right, yeah. And, and so even though it may have lost some of its luster with the way that, that college football operates now, this is still one of those like deep-seated rivalry games, which makes this a game that is really tough to predict because of that. Last year, USC just stomped Notre Dame at the Coliseum, and after that game, people were calling for Brian Kelly's job. Um, now, didn't happen, but that's how serious both sides take this game. I mean, it wasn't pretty. USC just totally dominated that game. They, they ran up and down you know, the, the Irish all night. Um, this year, I used that phrase, run up and down, quite literally because that's what Notre Dame does this year, right? They yes. are 100% behind the run. They are the exact opposite of Texans. Um, they are absolutely run first. And uh, Josh Adams has over 120 yards per game. Their quarterback is the second leading rusher, which I think is okay as long as you've got another back, right? So, <laughs> right. Um, and, and, and so you've got Brandon Wimbush in the back, you know, under center, who also is averaging, you know, about 80 yards per game. So they, they are absolutely run first. So what's the key to beating Notre Dame? So they lost at home to Georgia. So I went back and looked to see what Georgia did. What Georgia was able to do against Notre Dame was they contained Josh Adams for just 53 yards, which was his lowest output of the year. Hmm. And they forced hmm. two fumbles. 
Do you suppose so, some people notice that? So, so that's the key. If you want to beat Notre Dame, you've got to contain Josh Adams and force a couple of turnovers. But you look at this USC team and you're kind of like, what is USC this year? Um, you think we would know by now, but this is a team that just barely edged past Utah last week. Mm -hmm. They lost at Wazoo, which was slightly surprising at the time. Um, you know, that was, that was a pretty big game at the time when it happened. And they needed double overtime to beat a Texas team that wasn't at the point where it is now. True. And their wins are over Oregon State, right? I mean, a team that's, that's not playing great football this year. And to go across the country on the road at night in South Bend against a team that, that a rivalry game that's like payback from last year's stomping. Mm -hmm. If they can't stop the run, Notre Dame wins this game pretty easily, okay. I think. Um, and so that's the key. It's all going to come down to USC. It doesn't matter what USC's offense is going to do. I really don't. I really don't believe that. It really comes down to whether the USC defense can stop Josh Adams. And if they can do that, then USC can win the game. I'm not sure they can because they haven't proved they could stop. A runner, they've slowed them down, but they haven't mm -hmm. really ever stopped a runner the entire time this season. I think Notre Dame wins at home and gets revenge. I think it's going to be a really close game. Okay. Um, but I, th I think the line is about right. But I think Notre Dame wins at home and gets revenge for last year's loss. Okay, I, 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 I will, I, I will absolutely grant um, the uh, Southern Cal's tendency to sort of to play to its competition. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and the inconsistency, I, but I, I, I really, I think I'm, I'm in the place where I'm more comfortable, uh, where, where they are than I am with Notre Dame and, and, you know, and maybe yeah. I, I, I could be reading this completely wrong. Uh, but I, but I think I have, we have a better sense of, of what SC is than we do, uh, what Notre Dame is. And that, that has to do with, uh, with, with the with the competition. I mean, when, when, when SC lost to, to Washington state, you and I both kind of like, how, how did that happen? Since then we've learned that, okay, Washington state's actually pretty good. Uh, uh -huh. so, so context helps there. Uh, Sam Darnold uh, has, has had, has had a couple flat out bad games. He hasn't been yeah. super consistent, but, but when you look, look at the averages, he's still, he's still over 300 yards passing a game. Um, the defensive numbers, uh, aren't as gaudy as those of Notre Dame and 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 Notre Dame's um, uh, scoring defense uh, is, is 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 pretty exceptional, um, but you know Notre Dame Notre Dame's playing Temple in Miami of Ohio and SC is playing Stanford and Wazoo and and, and a Cal team that we just talked about, um, yeah. so that's there's reason for pause there. Um, and then, and then, and then, it's, you know, you, you said everything that, that 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 Notre Dame is. I'm just, I'm not sure what that resume means. Um, yeah. They they play Georgia tough. They play Georgia as tough as anybody has this season. That certainly speaks well of them. Um, the the win against Michigan State uh, that looks better than it did at the time since Michigan uh, uh, or Michigan State beat Michigan in Ann Arbor. Right. Um, uh, then you know, Beasley run a game, uh, and 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 they do, and they do score. But then you know, then there are games against. I can go back. I, I want to pick on. I want to pick. I want to pick on Miami Ohio because I'm I'm an Ohio University graduate, and that's then that's one of the things that we do. But but you know, it's Miami, it's Miami and it's Temple, and, and it's like I, I don't I don't know how to read that. Um, so I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna look at what I think is the more 
well-rounded team here, and I and I think that's Southern Cal. Um, uh, there are there are coaches there are coaches here even in this state of Pennsylvania who say um, getting crushed by a team the year before has nothing to do with this year's game, and maybe we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that one in a second. But uh, but um, I I, I and uh, but it, it, that is something that can be overcome. Um, I'm certainly, I'm, I'm certain that the Irish are going to be uh, looking at, at revenge as a factor there. But um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to the pick with Southern Cal to win this on the road. Uh, again, tight game, really close, but I, I think they're going to do this. Um, the coach I just referenced, of course, is James Franklin. James Franklin okay. lost a horrendous game in Ann Arbor a year ago. Um, but we're, I have a score of forty-nine to ten. I, I happen to know that. Okay, I was I didn't look up the score and I didn't have it memorized. So I, I, okay, um, that we're talking about uh, number nineteen Michigan visiting number two Penn State. Uh, Penn State is favored by nine and a half points. Um, I looked this up. This is important. The over under is twelve. So um, that's actually not true, but the over-under is a very, very low 45 points, which is actually, which is probably about right. Um, I'm, we're going to do this one differently because this, this is, this is one of the first times that we're going to hear from football fan Carla instead of sports writer Carla. Yes. And, and I'm just going to, so I'm going to do my spiel here and then we're going to let you go. And I'm going to drink beer. Okay. Okay. That's you fair. You go. I'm going to drink that's beer. Fair. Um, I would I would start by referencing a thing that I just brought up. Uh, coaches, please stop lying to us. Please, James Franklin, don't tell me that last year's game has nothing to do with motivating your team this year. I no one no one no one believes that. No one believes that your players are sitting in the locker room listening to your press conference and laughing as you say these words out loud. So just stop. Just stop. Um, uh, the forecast for uh, the forecast for Saturday night. Uh, this is a night game. It's a Happy Valley, uh, partly cloudy with a 100% chance of whiteout. Mm-hmm. I, I know, I know uh, from personal experience what what that atmosphere is like. Um, uh, it is nothing. There, there's nothing has ever happened in Ann Arbor that that's even close. I I'm, I can absolutely say that with certainty. Um, this because they don't game, play night games. Uh, not often. Not often, and they and they lose them when they do. Hello, <laughs> hello, <Hey-o. laughs> Um, this is this this football game. We used to joke about uh, some of the, uh, the the big matchups in the SEC that would be you know twelve to ten final scores. This is going to be this. this I, I think this has a potential to be the kind of game that's going to be entertaining only uh, for Big Ten fans, um, like serious Big Ten fans, uh, because it's it's not. AJ's AJ's crew is you know you're you're not gonna want, you're gonna fall asleep by the start of the second quarter. It's not it's not gonna be. Um, if you prefer the, prefer the subtleties of defense and running game, this is the game that you want. And the matchup that you, that you're gonna look at is um, Penn State's rushing offense. And and specifically, let's let's be clear, we're talking about Saquon Barkley, uh, the best running back in the country, probably the best player in the country versus a Michigan rushing defense that yields just over two yards per carry, um, which is just, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, I, I don't know how that's going to shake out. That's, that, that, has, that looks like a stalemate to me. Um, I'm not saying that you can, you can contain uh, Barkley completely, um, but, but he can be limited. 
um, as you know, and, and and we we saw this a year ago with entirely different personnel. But um, if anything, Michigan's rush defense is better than it was last season. Um, what you look at um, on that side of the on that side of the matchup is to to break the stalemate is a, a Trace McSorley. Uh, he can be sloppy. He can be inconsistent. His uh, his quarterback rating. Where did I put this? Uh, 62.5 through this season. Um, not not great. But the thing about the kid is he loves big games. I have seen this over and over and over. Um, and this is, is certainly the biggest game that, that uh, he has uh, this season so far. Um, the matchup on the other side of the ball <laughs> is, is not so mysterious. Um, Michigan's pathetic offense versus uh, what is right now the, the best scoring defense in the country. Boom. Um, uh, Michigan's uh, going to start John O'Connor quarterback. I read quotes and in the uh, Detroit Free Press, I think, that sounded like Harbaugh is is going to really keep him on a short leash. You know, he's got he's got to do better or something. I don't know. I, I, you know, what, what what does Michigan do if they're going to if you're looking at a quarterback change in the middle of a, a, of a whiteout game at Penn State? How how is that going to work? Um, the other thing, and this is just this is totally feel. I, I'm not I'm not even looking at statistics. I found um, there's a story it was on the ESPN site. Uh, the headline saying Michigan is on the verge of finding its offensive identity this week. And uh, wow, you know, number one, it's, it's week eight. Week eight. <laughs> it's week eight. Um, it's past mid-October. You've got a night game at Penn State, uh, which arguably is the, you know the, the toughest night game in the country. Um, this this is not where you go to find out what your offensive identity is. It, it just it is not it does not work that way. Um, I'm not saying there are going to be a lot of points. Um, 45 is probably a pretty good, uh, and I would I would probably take the under uh, with that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I, if Michigan can't score, Michigan can't win. Um, so I see a low scoring game. Uh, that 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 Penn State wins, and now, Carla, <laughs> what do you? Think? Is this the first time ever? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Kind of in six years, is this the first time I've ever been allowed to be? A Penn maybe State? maybe it's the first time that we're like openly embracing the fact that yeah. Well, yeah. I just I mean, it's because it's, it's kind of it's kind of a big game. Well, and let's be honest, it's been tough to be a Penn a, a Penn State fan publicly, right? Uh, it's for a while now. Yes. For a long time, it's been it's been real hard. But but this game in particular is like okay. After last year, after going to the Rose Bowl, this is yes, I actually feel like a fan again. And so what I decided to do with this was talk about all the things that I really like about this matchup, and then all the things that really make me nervous about this matchup. I love the fact that the game is at home. No. At night. With a whiteout, James Franklin said, "Our you know, just you know, same press conference said that he he likes whiteouts almost as much as he likes Christmas. Um, it, it just gets him that excited, right? And it's hard not to it, in that environment. It's one of the toughest environments in all of college football. And the fact they called a whiteout for this game makes me extremely happy because Penn State doesn't lose whiteout games. They just don't. I've, I've seen, but they just don't, <laughs> right?" Hey, you were there and they lost, right? So, uh, no, I've, I've seen two wins. I, I saw one, I saw the Braxton Miller win, and I saw the double overtime game. Okay. Double overtime game was one heck of a football game. That was, <laughs> that was, that was a crazy yes. game. Okay. 
I like that Penn State's coming off of a bye. I like the fact they've had the extra preparation. I like the time that they've got some rest. Um, I think that's critical in this game that is going to be an absolute slog fest, like you just said. Um, I like the fact that even though what you said that 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 Franklin is telling everybody publicly they're not thinking about forty nine to ten. Everybody in that freaking stadium has forty nine to ten tattooed on their arm, right? That was how many times last year during this show when we were talking about the playoff and how I made the argument that your Buckeyes should be in the playoff. The argument that I had on my side mm. that I kept saying as a Penn State fan, mm-hmm. forty nine to ten. Yeah. Right. Go back and watch the shows. I said that over and over and over again. That is a score that Penn State fans will not forget until they beat Michigan. Right. So, yes, they are absolutely playing for revenge from 49 to 10. I love the fact that Saquon Barkley leads the nation in all purpose yards per game at 217. I like the fact that Penn State leads the, the um, 1A by the old name, right? The, Leads the, leads the nation in scoring defense going against a Michigan team that really uh, doesn't have an offense, per no, se. No. I, I mean, that's, that's a, those are all beautiful things, and they all point to a Penn State win. Here's what's making me nervous about this. <clears throat> I'm nervous that Michigan has the nation's best total defense. Mm-hmm. That, that's absolutely something that you need to be nervous about sure. when you have a team um, that relies so much on its offense to get the team playing well. That's that's the, that's the one fallacy in this Penn State philosophy right now. Is remember it used to be the other way around. It was linebacker you. It was defense first, right? And then the offense would follow the the defense's lead. And and now in this new kind of regime that we have at Penn State, it's the other way around because that's the way James Franklin works. James Franklin is offense first, then defense. If the offense cannot get going, the defense will underperform. It's it, go back and look historically over the last two seasons, that's exactly what's happened. I'm going to be real nervous if the, the offense can't score first in this game or at least get something going to have some momentum in the first half. Is, is, gonna, the, is the, the tendency, and it, this is not as pronounced as it was last year, but yeah, this, this team still starts slow. They is do, that, is, yeah. Is, yeah. That a, is that an issue? I, it could be in this game because it dep- I mean, the fact that it's a night game and a whiteout sometimes neutralizes that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this team really needs an offensive score for the defense to go out there fired up. Okay. Um, and it needs to be a touchdown. If they keep kicking field goals, which okay might win this game, to be honest with how with how low the scoring is going to be, you kick five field goals, you might win the game. Um, but but it's just gonna it's gonna be a slog fest if they can't get in the end zone in the first two quarters. Mm-hmm. It just is. Um, I'm nervous that the line is, is nine and a half, that, that Penn State is favored by more than one score, because that always seems to be a point of contention with this team, that, that if they're favored by more than a score, they can't play the underdog card, which is what motivates this team so much. That's what they had last year, right? They were the underdog. They weren't supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can't, they're favored by more than a touchdown. They're supposed to win this game. And that's a situation that makes Penn State fans nervous because anytime you're in a situation where they're supposed to win the game, you're like, <laughs> you know, bullseye on chest, right? That's one right. of those things. Right. I'm also nervous that Penn that, or that Michigan has that same USC tendency of playing to the level of its competition. It's one of those. It, Harbaugh's going to have his guys amped for this game. Yeah. He is. And, and Michigan's going to come out fire, fired up. Uh, th- that's going to happen in this game. And it's a matter of whether or not Penn State can kind of squelch that 
again, offensively as opposed to defensively, um, to be able to get the momentum going because stranger things have happened. Harbaugh has pulled rabbits out of hats. Always something to be a little bit cautious about. And the last thing that makes me nervous is the fact that game day is going to be there. And that's something that has never boded well for Penn State. Anytime that there's extra attention drawn to the game beyond the hype in the stadium, there's always just kind of an unease in the, in, in the a little bit of nervousness, the attention, not being able to play underdog, that whole kind of concept um, always makes me nervous. How does Michigan win this game? They take a page out of the Penn State playbook. That's how they win this game. They, if they can establish the run first and not have to rely entirely on John O'Corn or whoever ends up playing, you know, whoever ends up standing back there to take the snap. You're going to see um, a guy in a Harbaugh jersey going into the game. The <laughs> right? Um, if they can establish the run first, I think they've got to – that's how Michigan wins this game. They have to – we know that it's going to be a defensive slog fest. They have to be able to run the football. That's that's the way that, that Michigan wins this game. If they go out and try to throw the ball, I, I, I think the Penn State secondary is ready for that. Um. And it's because it's something that's uncharacteristic for the way that Michigan has played offense all this year. If they try to establish the run first, then they go to pass. Obviously, I'm going to like my Nittany Lions at home in, in this game. Um, but those are the things that make me nervous about this, is that okay. there's a little bit of unease there. Um, but I do think that they win. I, it, could be, it could be a, a, you know, a, a, a long game to watch if you're not used, if you prefer watching scoring as opposed to defensive strategy, caffeinate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know yeah, this game yeah. starts at 730 Eastern, but and, caffeinate. You might be sleepy join, at halftime. Join, join AJ later on. I was joking, right? I was joking with uh, my, the, the sports editor that I work with, who's the, who's the, 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 the really big college football fan on our staff. Um, and, uh, you know, they posted a story about how there, there may not be a whole lot of scoring in this game. And I, I said, I think I said in back predictions, like the, the Penn State wins uh, 12 to six. And he was, he was teasing me about it. And I said, yeah, and, and, and Michigan six come from three safeties. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I, I just, I, 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 I actually, I don't think the line is that off, that far off, uh, but it uh-huh. could, it could be, if there's a way for Penn State to score a half point, um, Penn State could win nine and a half to nothing. It could really, it could be something like that. <laughs> Um, I am, I am, I am the person. I am the demographic that loves this game, and I'm absolutely yeah. going to watch this one. Um, and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Carla, you I, know hope- what else? I was, I was saying, yeah. you know what else makes me really happy about this game? Huh. I actually get to watch it with my dad. Nice. Um, I'm actually, I'm going, to, I'm going to be in Pennsylvania this weekend um, okay. for other family obligations, and so we will be at home on Saturday night. So some of Excellent. the most, like some of the best memories I have are watching Penn State football with my dad. Absolutely. And the fact that I get to watch this game with dad. It's going to be a fun night. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, my Buckeyes uh, have a, a, a bye week, and um, they're getting ready for next week's game, which <laughs> things that I imagine next week. <laughs> I imagine we will talk about at length. Before we get there, enjoy this weekend's games, guys. Carl, thank you very much. Yep, thank you as always. I hope you have we fun. Are. I really do. You are. Yes, you are. We are. <laughs> guys, enjoy the weekend. We will talk to you next week.